Bye. Thanks for coming. Hey girl. Thanks for coming. Buongiorno Canada, grazie per esservi uniti a noi oggi. Il mio nome è Nicole. Qual è il vostro? Hello, Jamal's here. Hi, it's Stoney. Hey everyone, it's Seth. Thanks for coming everyone back to another fun week at Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast that there ever was. We are back, back, back again to bring you all the RuPaul content. And this week we've landed in Canada. Of course, you guys probably heard a different voice at the beginning of the podcast. So we would, of course, like to welcome Nicole to the podcast. Um, Nicole, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself a little bit for the, the people listening as to who you are and how we know you? Yeah, thank you, Seth. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Nicole. Um, I am originally from Italy, and then I moved to Toronto, Canada five years ago in April of 2015. Um, I am uh, very proud to live in Canada. I love living here. And I became a friend of the podcast uh, about a year and a half ago uh, when I started working with Jamal. Um, and, uh, I started listening to you guys and then, um, I started talking to Seth because he was obsessed with Call Me By Your Name, Woo. which is also a movie that I'm obsessed with. <laughs> um, and so we started talking a bit. I gave him a few tips on, um, uh, his trip to Italy. Um, and I kept listening to you guys and obviously I'm a RuPaul's Drag Race fan. So yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so fun. I can't wait to tell everyone in the office you're on the show. <laughs> It'll be like a news bulletin and everything. I know, I yeah. kept it a secret. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get the whole team watching um, Canada's Drag Race. That would be cool. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, thanks to you for joining us. Um, so we will go ahead now and get into talking about all of the queens, which is what I'm sure you guys are so excited for. Um, so we like to start in alphabetical order. We don't like to give any preference towards the queens that we like the most or whatnot. Um, so we will start at the very top. And I'm going to really try my best to say this queen's name. And she is Anastasia Anaque. Yeah, that's as um, good as I would probably do as well. <laughs> Sounds beautiful when they say it. <laughs> right. Yeah, she's a, a lovely queen. Um, some little fun facts that I learned about her are that she has won more than 15 pageants. Uh, some of her titles include Miss Canada International, Miss Gay Toronto, and she is the current reigning Miss Black Continental at large. Um, definitely safe to say this is a pageant queen, eh? Yeah, she, um, she reminds me a lot of, like, some of the, like, Texas pageant queens, like Akira or Kennedy Davenport, like, the style uh -huh. and stuff. So I'm expecting to see, like, the big hair and all that fun stuff. So the fanfare of it all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I've, I'll be honest and I'll say that I'm not a super fan of pageant queens, but, uh, or of pageants in general <laughs> but <laughs> I'm curious to see what she can bring I think she could be like a very positive influence um in the group because of how much experience she has like I could see her becoming 
one of the drag mothers of the competition. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see what she can bring to the table. Yes, yes. I also am not, like, the biggest fan of the pageant queens, but, you know, we'll still support them. They are still valid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So uh, her drag is inspired by her Caribbean roots is something that I also learned, which is also why I probably had trouble... uh, uh, pronouncing her name <laughs> <laughs> but um I think Nicole told us that her nickname is Starzy yeah Starzy that's how I'm gonna call her <laughs> I think that's how we'll refer to her as well <laughs> yeah that's also like a really cute like stage name it short is. and simple fierce yeah she's been doing drag for a while it says she has been doing drag for 17 years so definitely motherly vibes and um, I love that she's doing it to like do uh, to have representation for the the she says um, to represent all the little black boys and girls in third world countries like the Bahamas that have huge dreams but no resources to make them a reality. Oh, yeah, so she had a beautiful outfit on in her little Meet the Queens video. She had this beautiful sort of like warrior uh, impress little white feather moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah she was giving you full heavenly beat it was fierce <laughs> yes okay so next we have boa uh what did you guys think of her <laughs> i feel like boa is like spiked fruit punch <laughs> you're not sure what we're gonna get after you take a sip or two like it like might be juice. really good yeah like jungle juice exactly it might be good in like an hour and a half to two hours but then it might just go a little <laughs> too far too soon <laughs> yeah i i don't know boa's uh name reminds me of bank of america that's the only <laughs> problem i have with it <laughs> so i'll try not to think of bank of america whenever i see her on the screen um but i did like her i think she's doing something really unique and different than the other girls i do think there's like i don't know a little bit of like sloppiness maybe to her drag or <laughs> and maybe sloppiness is a bad word but like there's a little bit of just like bedroom drag to it to me but we'll see <laughs> yeah I love her name honestly um I found out that Boa is her actual last name um and she changed it into bitch on arrival which I found genius um <laughs> I loved the rep like the sports reference in her outfit um especially because she referenced hockey which obviously is the canadian uh national sport uh or although maybe that's curling i'm not sure um (laughs) but uh, um i don't know i i i thought that she could be really funny um her outfit was fun i think um i'm not just too sure of what to get from her video uh like she did one of the things that i didn't really get was they asked her why is Canadian drag so great? And she said, because it has me. And I was just like, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> I did the same thing. Yeah, I was like, all like, right, girl. Eh, yeah. I, don't think you're, like, I don't know. I don't think you're what's great in Canadian drag, but maybe she'll take me <laughs> So what you're saying is she is not to Canada what Brita Filter is to New York City? <laughs> oh, uh, no, I wouldn't <laughs> say so. <laughs> So, um, 
Nabola was interesting. I think that she gives me some Layla McQueen vibes. So I'm not sure if that means that she'll be first out in this uh, competition or not. <laughs> but we'll see. Hopefully not. Yeah. Hopefully not. Maybe like post-drag race Layla <laughs> McQueen. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. So she uh, does not consider herself a comedy queen, but I think she is. She's very goofy. Um, she's sort of like the in-between between camp and pageanty, I think. She sort of has elements of both. Um, and I did watch a performance video of her, and she was really interesting just in her performance. So I, I mean, I don't know. I can't win, but I don't, don't know where she'll fall in the competition. Yeah, we'll see with this one. This is definitely a wild card. Definitely. So moving on, we have Alona Verley. What did you guys think of Alona? I think Alona is right on time. We were just talking a little bit about the um, indigenous people's kind of culture and um, queerness within that culture when we discussed we're here and Nate's, I believe their name was. And uh, she actually, they, excuse me, they go by Two-Spirited. And I think it's going to be cool to see what this queen brings to the um, Drag Race platform, just kind of educating us. She's been very open already about wanting to share that side of her heritage, their heritage, excuse me, and just kind of shed light on it. And people, there was some Jake Yonsei drama. You might have watched the um, video, not with Jake Yonsei, but fans. (laughs) Oh, God fans of this queen like you know picture it you're excited to be on drag race you're just sharing what you're you hope to accomplish on the show and the fandom is immediately just oh you need to do this with the platform and i liked how she they kind of went back and forth with that rabid fan it's like hey don't tell me what to do with Mm -hmm. my platform you know i hope to accomplish these things if you want to run at Rue with torches, cool, but that's not my style. So yeah. I'm I'm buying what they're selling. Yeah, I, I really like this queen style. I also think it's really cool that we have an indigenous person on this show because that's something that's a group of people that aren't really represented very often. So I think that's really cool that we get to see that. So I'm excited to kind of see what they do. Yeah, 100%. Um, Alona seems adorable. And I'm very proud that they're in the competition and representing the indigenous and the non-binary community. Um, in in Canada, you know, there was a lot of talk about, um, you know, indigenous issues and all of that and indigenous representation. So I'm really, really happy that there is someone um, on the competition representing that community. Um, and I, I felt like Alona came across as a look queen. So I'm curious to see what else we can see um, from Alona. Um, and uh, yeah, but I'm really, really happy that they're part of the competition. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to see what they do. Um, yeah, I think I know what Jamal's talking about now. And I think there's a just short comment is that I think there's a difference between advocating for trans rights and telling other people how their experience should be and uh, how they should do how they should spread the message of of their um ginger Mm -hmm. so yeah i I agree that she handled it really well and um i'm also excited that we have a a non-binary queen on the show i think you know just recently we 
found that um, Gigi yeah. considers herself non-binary. And now in Canada, we also have another non-binary queen. So I think it's great to have, you know, other, um, you know, just not the, the typical cis uh, gendered men uh, queens that we have on the show. So it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was also interesting because I found that Alana, she typically serves monochromatic looks. Right. So she usually does it's her looks are all usually one color so in the promo you see this blue look (laughs) um so i'm interested to see how that translates into like the every week challenges of the workroom Ooh, that will be interesting i like a monochromatic look but um trying to put that filter on the entire drag race competition might be tricky yeah definitely And, and i thought it was really interesting too because you know, just kind of going back to being too spirited a little bit. Um, I thought it was interesting how she described or how they described that uh, physically like represents as a man, but is female represented from the brain. So I thought that was really interesting way to, you know, to uh, describe that. And if, you know, there's any non-binary people that watch or that listen to this you know feel free to elaborate when when you hear this but that i thought that was a, just like a really beautiful way to describe that mm-hmm. i agree all right so moving on to a queen that i'm excited about and probably everybody <laughs> maybe everybody but uh we have jimbo jimbo's so weird like is this the um third like the missing sister of the wizard of oz the one that they didn't let outside yeah it's like the fourth sanderson sister (laughs) i don't i don't really know what to think of jimbo jimbo kind of scares me because i'm like what is like is jimbo like what is he doing i don't know like it she just kind of reminds me of tammy brown in a way but not in like a fun way look they brought their own crown (laughs) yeah i don't know the interview just it was very bizarre to me (laughs) <laughs> yeah 100 percent. i i love that she's a clown i just hope that she's a funny clown um <laughs> not like a creepy one um i i didn't love the the whole like ice queen thing going on uh in the video but i don't know i think she could be a really fun addition to the group i'm i'm really curious to see what she does <laughs> this is curious is the word yeah. <laughs> this is a little bit of an interesting uh reaction because i thought you know this we have the campy queen i thought that other people would be on board so i guess this just shows me for assuming um so well no i'm excited for jimbo but i like i feel like this is the weird sister oh, yeah. like i just don't yeah. know what i'm gonna get I'm i have no she, idea i'm wondering if she's gonna be like a crystal method type of something like that right it could be because i'm on board right away and no one else is so (laughs) oh shade it might be true i'm just still trying to gauge her personality because it's just i don't know like that metaphor where she was like throw me up in the air and keep going or something i was just like what (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was really funny so let me let me go into a little bit more of why i like jimbo um jimbo just is uh comes from the cabaret scene so i really like that a lot um i'm very interested in cabaret and so she's very you know campy very weird and out there you know you're sort of getting a little bit of a mix between jinx monsoon and um 
uh who else crystal or no not crystal um yeah crystal method i guess you could say but also if you guys ever watch like america's got talent there was this really great cabaret performer drag queen that i liked called prince poppycock i had that name i recall oh, yeah. i remember you speaking of them. so i oh, okay well everyone go check out prince poppycock i love them um so it's so it's very much the same lane i think um so uh, also, I found out that Jimbo has a background in clowning and loves to incorporate that into the elements of her drag. <laughs> so that explains some of the kooky there. Someone's getting water sprayed on their face for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I don't know. This is just this is the one one of the queens that I'm really excited about. She says that she brings a different look each time, not like the other girls. So we'll see if there's a little bit of drama with this one. Yeah, we'll see. Hopefully she doesn't come in looking down her nose, but hopefully it's kind of just a playful little I'll scratch ya if you're a basic bitch. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, all right. So let's go ahead and move on to our next queen, which is Juicebox. Juicebox, um, VV trade out of drag. Hi, Juicebox. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what Juicebox is going to do in the competition. I kind of thinking this might just be a look queen. I hope I'm wrong. Um, that's kind of just my first initial read on Juicebox. Yeah, I, I don't know. She was kind of like a look queen to me too. I guess there was nothing that I thought like super standed stood out for me. Um. But I mean, I did like her look and everything. I thought it was interesting on her bio said she went to um, she has a Bachelor of Arts in, I think, like visual arts or something. So it's just I don't know. I thought that was interesting to me that she went to school for art and all that. So she's a learned queen. Yeah, um, I don't know. I I get a really good feeling from Juicebox, uh, and it might be because you know she's from um, Toronto. She performs. I I live in the gay village in Toronto, so like um, many of the queens that are from Toronto, they perform in like around the <laughs> corner from my building. Um, hey, and, queens. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I I have a really good feeling about Juicebox. I think she's gonna be. Great. I think that she's going to be able to bring both look and entertainment into the competition. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'm going to like her. Okay. I trust Nicole's judgment. <laughs> and she gets a little first episode. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully not if she brings the entertainment. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm not really sure what to expect from her. But I also got a good feeling from her like she has a good personality. So I don't know. I feel like this could be like a middle of the road queen. But um, yeah, I guess there's not really too much else to say. I don't know. Um, I don't really <laughs> like the neck piece she had on in her her look. It kind of makes her head look disconnected from her body. <laughs> Oh, not in a good the way, Queen. Maybe, Maybe. that's part of the visual arts. <laughs> oh, off with her head. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it says also that she has a diploma of makeup artistry and special effect from CMU, whatever that is. <laughs> oh cool so maybe they can pop up on the set of Dracula. Maybe. Uh oh, rivalry drama. 
crossover <laughs> crossover <laughs> yes uh so next we have kiara our montreal queen hi kiara um <laughs> i don't want to have dahlia send vibes here i'm just hoping <laughs> no. that there's like more spice i feel like there is something missing she's a gorgeous queen um i like the message of accepting their body because you know s- super skinny people get that a lot and um, have just as many health issues or don't, but you know, that kind of stigma is there. So it's nice to share that kind of body positive message. I do like that about her. I'm just hoping that she's a little more exciting once the show starts. I love a long weave, but I just hope you know how to work it. (laughs) Yeah. I, the interesting thing about her is like, to me looking at like just her face, not necessarily her drag, but she reminds me a lot of Evie oddly or like she kind of has similar features so i thought that was interesting they could be cousins yeah so i i don't know if she's my favorite i was having a hard time like figuring out like who's going to do well and who's going to do bad when i watched the videos so i don't know i feel like i don't know i just don't know on her i guess yeah um i thought like she gave me some naomi smalls vibe mm. which oh no i know and i don't know how i feel about that right like it could be very dangerous <laughs> um yeah yeah like she could be just as good as naomi or she could just be a look queen and don't bring much else um <laughs> i didn't know like i i watched her video and i didn't know that the montreal scene was so white so um i think it's interesting that she was able to kind of um you know stick up from the pack in that way yeah Um, breakthrough but um yeah i don't know i'm we'll see yeah i i feel like we're all kind of on board here um i was gonna my reference was gonna be kahana montrese so i don't know girl i'm nervous about this one (laughs) i was uh just i was proud of her for being able to hold her head up with those bricks on her eyes but uh you know those those garage uh the barn doors or whatever they're called but yeah there was not a lot of like great i don't know makeup skills here i don't know i don't know maybe this is I don't know. I feel bad because we don't really know her yet. But yeah, yeah this is definitely uh, one of the queens. It's like, you know, still young, of course, and, and fresh on the scene. Sure. Um, she recently quit her job and put school on pause to focus full time on drag. So hope okay. this works out for you, girl. <laughs> yeah, best of luck. You're already on drag race. You're doing something right. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of her. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, girl. Um, so next, let's talk about another queen I'm nervous about, Kine. I know. Like, I want Kine to be exciting as well. Kine is another gorgeous queen, like, beautiful. Um, I wasn't too sure on the, like, intro look. Maybe I'm just being picky, but I'm just looking for the spice. Where's the spice? Yeah, and the thing that worries me about her is she is, like, a YouTuber and I don't know, like sometimes you get some of these drag queens that started out like in the beauty scene and just doing um, like YouTube videos and they don't really pan out on the show. 
So I feel like that could not, that could maybe be a big red flag there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. I, I like, she is a YouTuber and that's how she like introduced herself. And she didn't speak much of her experience outside of YouTube. So <laughs> I'm just, I guess I'm just like curious to see how she can translate that experience into the, into a TV show, which is like totally different. Um, right. Yeah, I, I like. I don't know. I'm not sure. I I wish she had told us more about her in her presentation. Definitely agree. I felt like I didn't really get to know her like before. Like, you know, all of a sudden her segment was over, and I was like, "Wait, who is she? <laughs> like, what's happening?" <laughs> um, so yeah, I agree. Um, but good kudos for her for getting her 100,000 plus subscribers on YouTube because. We don't have that audience, so she found her little area. Snaps to kind. <laughs> yes. Um, so I guess that is good. Congrats to her. Um, I also saw that she and her family really enjoy karaoke, and that's where she learned her appreciation for the the divas uh, singers that we go to. And I guess their faves are Whitney Houston and Celine Dion. Ooh, two solid queen of queens. So I wonder if she can also sing too, then maybe we'll hear a little bit of that in the show. Ooh, are we going to feel the jantasy in Canada? Uh, hopefully oh. not. I hope so. <laughs> you might be feeling the kindasy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so next we have a kind of interesting queen. We have Lemon. I love the name. It's simple, straight to the point. Um, she's giving me deconstructed Belle, Disney princess. You know, maybe she's gone a little wild and that's okay. I like what she's serving. <laughs> yeah, she <laughs> she looked really good in her video, I thought. Um, the interesting thing about her, she's an NYC queen, or I guess originally, um, and also she in the entertainment weekly um, meet the queens they talked about how Sasha Valor had picked her to be like one of the models in one of her shows or something so I thought that was really interesting because obviously if Sasha Valor thinks she's like worthy for something like that she must be somewhat like decent and not just like a YouTube star or something <laughs> yeah um I so my understanding of Lemon is that she's originally from Toronto and then moved to New York City um and like okay uh, that, that that was my understanding of it and when I looked online I was I don't know a bit disappointed because I I saw a bunch of people being like oh she says she's from New York City what what is she doing on Canada's Drag Race I'm like girl, that's not the attitude. Like, even if she's performing in New York, like she's Canadian and she has a right to be here just as Brooklyn was on RuPaul's Drag Race, like even though she was originally Canadian and now she's based in the US. So um, Mm -hmm. I, and I think that honestly, Lemon, I don't know. I have a feeling that she's going to go far because of her international experience um she thinks like like I she seems like she got the guts to achieve a lot and um she's a dancer just like Brooklyn so I'm excited to see how that Mm. plays out (laughs) little judge connection 
<laughs> no, definitely. Yeah, I I agree. I think that Lemon will be a great addition to this cast. I really like that, of course, she went with the yellow look in her Meet the Queens. It kind of all makes sense. Um, but it was a really nice little sort of regal looking outfit, you know, de- deconstructed with the hoop skirt showing. Really mm-hmm. beautiful. Um, she's really fun. And yeah, I watched some like Meet the Queens videos uh, online. And there was like another one done with, I forget what the other company is, but she's just really funny and like very confident. I like, she's like, I don't have any place for nerves in my life. And I was like, wow, like what a way to go through life. Cause I'm always like having lots of nerves about everything. So (laughs) I love that. We're all, we're all just small chihuahuas inside. (laughs) For real. Um, Yeah. So we'll see what she does next. Let's discuss Priyanka. (laughs) <laughs> i know uh, she's nicole's favorite so you'll hear from that in a second what do you think jamal i'm excited any queen that says um the words 20 minute beyonce medley i'm in so if she's serving the homecoming intro or any of those show openers i'm down um diva breakdown i'd love to see it um, if it's already exists, Priyanka, I will find it. Um, I stand. I'm excited for this queen. Yeah, I really like her style. I love her name. Um, I don't know. I really liked everything about it, about her. It was really hard for me not to be biased, though, because I knew um, Nicole, like, had, like, so much um, <laughs> experience with this queen. So I'm just like, well, I, it's hard for me not to be, like, yeah. excited for her. <laughs> Um, yeah, she's my girl. Um, I really, really hope that, like, I don't know if she's gonna get to the top or anything like that, but I think that she has, um, the chance of winning Miss Congeniality. I think she would be a perfect Miss Congeniality. Um, uh, she, she's adorable. Like, I, I watched her video and I was like, oh my god, I love you. Uh, like the way that she was so excited about being there and she was being like so genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, she's also a kid TV show host, which I find also adorable. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And like her video was so funny. I loved how goofy she was. Um, she also performs uh, in a, a place that is around the corner from my house. Uh, she was just voted Toronto's favorite drag entertainer um and very cool yeah and i think that everything she said about you know uh being a personal a person of color um in the gay community in the drag community and like i i just really like everything that she brought uh to her presentation video and um yeah i really really hope that she goes far in this competition is there like, I don't want to make, like, comparisons between all the queens because everyone's unique. But, like, if you had to say there was somebody similar that was on the U.S. drag race, like, who is somebody that maybe we could compare her to or look forward to? That's that's a good question. I think that because I knew Priyanka before uh, seeing her on the show, um, I don't think I really have a comparison yeah. for her. Like... I think I do. I don't know. I don't think about that. <laughs> I, th- I'm getting very party 
adore Delano. Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, and, and like her goofy attitude. You're right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love that. I love adore. So. Yes. Yeah. I I feel like I didn't get to know a lot about Priyanka, but um, but I more got to know her personality through the Meet the Queens, which is sort of why I'm like, oh, this kind of reminds me of adore. Um, just very fun, bubbly, the life of the party. Um, she was also on the cover of Toronto's Now magazine in 2019, where she was voted the favorite Toronto drag queen by the readers. Yeah. Oh, very cool. So obviously fan favorite. <laughs> um, it has to be like super exciting locally um, that they're on Drag Race now. Yeah, it's it's a shame that everything is closed right now because otherwise, I don't know, I could see all of the queens talking about you know being on the show and like all the the different clubs talking about this so yeah um, it's a shame Jeez. that that's not the case but uh i don't know i i saw priyanka perform she's like really good and one of my friends actually went up to her after her performance and talked to her about canada's drag race like she was like i really <laughs> get on the show and she's like i really hope so too um <laughs> yeah and what a great look too the sort of like this ice queen um i feel like that was yeah. probably their you know their directive was queen of the north you know like after brooklyn um so yeah i really loved her shoulder pieces a lot i thought that those were really cute um and she was definitely i think one of the more polished uh of the queens that we saw um in the show or in the meet the queens video mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and move mm-hmm. on to Rita Bega. <laughs> Rita Bega. Speaking of vibes, I'm getting Acid Betty vibes, kind of. Mm-hmm. Just with kind of like the colorful, colorful punk rockness of it all. I think this is going to be fun. Yeah, I, I really liked her look. I, I, She reminded me of kind of like a Disney villain vibe, <laughs> too. Like just Ooh. like scary, like princess dark princess or something (laughs) um but i don't know i thought she um her meet the queens was really interesting i thought her look was good i'm glad that she's on here bringing like a little bit of contrast to like some of the like more look queens so i'm excited for her yeah um i i thought that it was it was really important and it was really nice to have francophone representation obviously canada uh, you know, uh, is also a Francophone country. So it was really cool to see that. And um, I don't know much about her, but she spoke about um, her battle with obesity. So I think that, again, she could be a really uh, positive influence on the group. Um, but yeah, I do get some Acid Bet- Betty vibes. So yes um i i read that rita is uh the driving force that is trying to get world pride to be in montreal in 2023 so that is really cool uh last year it was in new york city 50th the 50 years of pride um Mm -hmm. also yes a francophone speaking queen and i have seen that she is a part of lots of uh television shows in quebec uh which is uh you know also a frida 
Um, and so some of the shows she's been on are Il de Jour, Elle de Soir, and a version of Family Feud. <laughs> yes. Fun. Keeping it real, that last one. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I really liked her look. I think she might be the villain of the season. So we'll we'll see. <laughs> sort of like a, um, maybe like a, almost a Fifi O'Hara situation here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i know that was gonna be a controversial topic but i said it anyways <laughs> so um so yeah i'm really excited for rita i i, I like her a lot and i like her her name because like the play on like rutabaga right oh yeah yeah which is a fruit or a vegetable <laughs> yeah i like it it's clever and cute so uh so next we have another queen that is exciting we have scarlet bobo um this looks like a circus person she like just looks very like fun and bouncy like if she were a cartoon maybe she'd be a crystal gem um (laughs) (laughs) this is one that i'm excited about but i'm like i'm not quite sure what they're gonna get like we know that they have a history in the circus so we might get to see some um, kooky Evie Oddly type um, contortion or circusy type elements in their drag and performance. So um, yeah, welcome Scarlet. Yeah, that's exciting. She's like a circus queen. We have like a circus queen and a clown. Like we have the whole <laughs> circus coming to town this season. Where's the bearded woman? <laughs> yeah, there's no bearded queen this season. Ah. Um, but yeah, I. <laughs> I like Scarlett's um, video and her look. I I'm excited to see what she can do. I think she like, to me, she might be like one of the stronger ones I thought, but um, I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know. I I think she's going to be amazing. I'm just going to put it out there. Um, And I loved that. She said she's an emotional person and that she was proud of it. Um, Like, I feel like, in the drag world there's a lot of uh you know everyone wants to show that they're fierce and they're strong and i love that she had the guts to say i'm an emotional person i'm probably gonna cry (laughs) um Uh and like i feel like i'm gonna fall in love with her as soon as i see her on the show um yeah i'm gonna be a scarlet girl (laughs) yes this is also so i really like jimbo but this is also one of the queens i'm really 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 excited about um yes she is the circus queen and i have to tell you that i watched some of the wildest drag videos from scarlet bobo where she has like um like four torches on fire in each hand performing with them and nice. um she puts that with her mouth each one. Oh no god lip sync <laughs> I don't know. Like that's what's so exciting. Like some of these queens that have like careers that were outside of drag, but like like she obviously has like performance experience, like being in the circus. So like I just feel like she's going to do so well because of that. And now that you said that she has like all this fire like experience, I'm like really excited. (laughs) Yeah. She sort of reminded me also too of Crystal from the UK drag race with that whole sort of like circus um, performance aspect. Mm-hmm. I can see a very kind of like um, in your face as well. Yes. So really, really excited about Scarlo, Scarlet, Scarlet. <laughs> Maybe that's her nickname, Scarlo, Scarlet Bobo. Okay. Really love her so much. Okay. So now we are moving on 
uh, to our last, but definitely not the least, we have Tainomi Banks. Welcome, queen, serving full regal tea and shoulder pads. <laughs> I'm into it. I'm into the gig. Yeah, I I did like her a lot, and it seems like she is an experienced queen, which um, that is always a plus for these competitions. Um it says in her bio that she is the dancing queen of Toronto. So that's another reason to love her. So um, I don't know. I'm excited for her. I think that's <laughs> Toronto actually. So <laughs> well, oh. we accept Toronto as well. But <laughs> I'm from Southern Indiana. So I don't really speak like full, like Canadian. correct language. <laughs> he probably said, he probably says foyer. Yeah. He probably does say foyer. <laughs> uh, well i'm italian so i don't speak correct english 99 percent so. <laughs> um but yeah i i found uh about tainomi um i don't know first of all i feel i feel like it's weird that she has this uh compound name that is like like it's both tainomi and ben- like i feel like the banks was like not necessary um like I know <laughs> yeah, yeah fine but <laughs> um yeah she she's definitely a seasoned queen um and I think she has the potential to make it all the way to the top uh but I hope that she doesn't rely on her experience alone because like we have seen other queens doing uh the same mistake and and it hasn't worked out well for them um true I feel like like she could, like she has the potential of being another uh, drag mother in the competition and do and and be like uh, a little um, Asia O'Hara or mm-hmm. uh, maybe she's not as shady as Bianca, but uh, <laughs> have that type of role. Um, Somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I really like Tainomi and I just want to jump on the bandwagon early that I think she might win this season. This is my, just preemptively before, you know, so (laughs) because I watched this really great video of her, like some of the queens, I had a hard time finding information about them and videos to watch. There was like this whole piece done about Tainomi and it was about her uh, being selected to perform for an event and um, just, it really showed behind the scenes. So you get to see her drive. Um, You got to see, um, you know, her putting on her makeup and how much drag really means to her um in the video she described having um a sort of rocky coming out experience with her mom um so uh i think it came from more of like a love sort. she's like worried because the um her mom like had been reading about um you know people attacking um gay people in in toronto i think that's where she's from um so she was kind of worried that like this could be what happens to my my son because you know as a drag performer you're out in the middle of the night you know you you know there's the potential for things like that to happen but now it sounds like they're in a very good space so i i don't know i think i really think that she she really is um motivated she really wants to push the boundaries i think i really really think that tainomi is going to be in the at least in the finale yeah i think So, so too 
Okay. You heard it here first, listeners. You heard it here first. I mean, I threw out my neck for uh, Derek Barry on All-Stars, and you know how that turned out. So um, maybe my word <laughs> means nothing. So, But this is just how I feel about Tainomi. I'm really feeling good about her. Um, yeah, Tainomi's not Derek Barry. So. <laughs> like, no. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of the roundup, you guys. Um, next week, we are going to do our... Um, fantasy draft for Canada. So there'll be that at the beginning. Then we'll talk about the finale of we're here. Um, So we'll take a quick break here and then we'll get back into the second part for the fifth episode of we're here. Yes. Thanks for coming, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Um, I hope that my girl Priyanka goes as, um, as much as possible goes into the competition and and achieves as uh as much as she can um and it was really really fun being with you um and you know good luck with everything in the rest of the podcast and thank you again hey everyone thanks for coming we wanted to take a moment to check in on you listener to make sure you're taking care of yourselves during these corona not so tastic times These are crazy and unique times, so it's extra important to mind your self-care and to not get wrapped up in things you simply cannot control. Coronavirus should be taken seriously, and the guidelines that the people of the world have to follow are simple. Practice social distancing, disinfect surfaces regularly, wear a mask and disposable gloves if possible, stay home, work remotely if you can, and only leave the house for essential errands. And wash your damn hands, people. Remember to log off if you need a break from news or coverage during the pandemic. Give yourself social media breaks to detox and recharge. Find some fun at home and have a virtual kiki with family and friends to keep your spirits up. Get lost in some new music discoveries as well. Or better yet, listen to our podcast. If you're a new listener of the show, first of all, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Remember to leave us a review and rate us five hallelujah stars wherever you listen to our show. That's right. Hallelujah stars. Thank you in advance. You can find us on social media at TFC pod or visit us on our website. Thanks for coming podcast.com. If you're feeling lonely and don't have anyone to shade with, feel free to drop us a line at TFC pod at gmail.com. Oh, and one other thing. You're not my real dad, and you never will be. Anyways, back to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to our Honesty Spill of the Week. We, of course, just spilled all the tea about Canada's Drag Race for you, but now we're switching pace to HBO's We're Here. Yes, we get two more episodes. Oh, just one more after this one. I don't want it to end. Yes. I know. And this one was so good, too. It's like, honestly, one of my faves. Really? I mean, and this is not disparaging. I love this episode. But for me, this one solicited the least emotional reaction for me. Really? I guess I yeah. thought th- I guess the reason I really liked it is because I felt like they were like a tight knit group and they all kind of knew each other. So it felt kind of just like a family to me almost. Yeah, I mean, I I love the episode. Don't get me wrong. Like, nothing, nothing. I have nothing bad to say about the episode. Like, just the other ones, I was a little bit more like taken aback and like, oh my gosh, this is like really intense to yeah. watch. I guess maybe the stories weren't as emotional. It just 
to me it's like more struck home because it was just like it felt like so like so much Small like a family town. to me yeah i did i like that a lot so we are in ruston louisiana this week and um let's see let us start with um jose who was mentored by shangela shangi yes <laughs> and i remembered um and so jose is um let's say a young adult and he uh you know obviously lives in a small town and uh him and his mother moved there from mexico um and around i think the sixth grade where he like knew no english and was like struggling with bullying in school and has sort of a contentious relationship with his mom um, to this day about him being um, gay and maybe, I guess, more feminine and things like that. Yeah, it's one of those things um, kind of like I know I, I can speak from like the black culture perspective, but most black and brown um, cultures, it's kind of like, oh, no, you can't be a queer person. So this is very much what um, Jose is speaking about in his experience. Yeah, he was saying like, you know, from the, you know, the Mexican culture, it's like, oh, this is a phase is what they yeah, tell like, you. Yeah, like, oh, you'll get over this kind of vibe. And it's like, oh, come on, queen. <laughs> yeah. So um, also with uh, Jose, we had like a really good friend of his, Mario, who was like, uh, also gay, but more fabulous and out there. Yeah, I thought this was like a really cute relationship because it is very much like Big Brother vibes. And I feel like most gay people, when you're freshly out of the closet, you kind of, whether you want to acknowledge it or not, or whether you know it or not, there was some kind of older influence, like one of your first older gay friends that you kind of watched how they moved and just kind of learned from them. Yeah, I enjoyed watching them together, and it was, like, really cute how it was just, like, Jose, like, was really trying to, like, I guess, get his confidence from him, so that was really good. <laughs> yeah, he spoke about how yeah. he was, like, always just more comfortable around his friend and how he just kind of brought it out of him, so that's always a sign of good people around you. Definitely, and he seemed really shy, too, because he wasn't really outspoken throughout the episode and never really i mean definitely became a little bit more confident but never was really like fully there but also i mean like shangela said that you're not going to change in a week sweetie <laughs> right it takes time like this is enough that these people are deciding to do a show in a week like the rest of it right. will take years <laughs> right um so that was really cute um then they go on to the performance and in the performance um jose is giving nods to his mexican heritage uh, where he came from and he does this sort of like inspire uh spanish um song performance yeah it's it's always like fun just to watch the people on the show get on stage and just see what they're gonna do because others are not shy at all but then, like, you can tell Jose was a little more reserved. But, I mean, that's a lot to, like, just put someone on stage and say, do this. So I thought that yeah. in the end, they looked beautiful. You could tell they were maybe a little nervous, but <laughs> they got through the routine. Yeah. You know, it's not what that's about. Yeah, and I, 
I th- thought like he kind of struggled in the in the audition part, but like I thought the final performance, like you could tell, like he had really like shown some conf- confidence at the yeah, end. Yeah, he pushed through. Yeah, he did do a lot better. It was funny they had to put him in boots because he was just not doing so hot in the heels. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. They're like, she needs full coverage around those ankles. Yeah, girl. <laughs> um, so that was funny. But yeah, I thought with with all the performances, you'll kind of notice it's very much like almost a one woman show. Their performances this week is very narrative. So also with Jose's performance, it's very much highlighting his relationship with his mom and his um, Mexican culture and things like that. So there is sort of like a little bit of a narrative mm-hmm. and a pr- in the performance, they're sort of playing out um, where like his friend Mario actually is in the performance and is sort of playing like how his mom is to him. Yeah. So that was interesting. Also, um, also, um, I guess we could talk about next uh, Stacy, who is Bob's um, uh, queen that she's mentoring. And Stacy is a heterosexual firefighter and um, very much wants to promote inclusivity in the community, which is very admirable. And Stacy's also a black man. So it's like, you know, in the South. So there's also that aspect to it as well. Yeah. So this was kind of fun because Bob established pretty early on in their meeting, like, oh, I want to like be a bearded queen. Like, I think that's like really cool. And, the weirder you are, the better. <laughs> so, and that's very much like a movement that we're seeing in the drag community, like especially in the Pacific Northwest, like all of your well-known bearded queens. So I thought this would be fun, very fun to shake up the town. And he's bringing you the aspect of kind of what we've seen from other straight men on we're here. Hey, I just want to, you know, walk in their shoes and show that I support them. And, you know, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I thought it was really cool to see Stacy on the show and the fact that he's a firefighter and just, it was, I liked hearing the story about how he goes to this one specific gay bar or assume it was a gay bar that he was going to, but he was basically just like, this is like the place where like people could go and just be themselves. Yeah. It sounded like it was sort of like a mixed bar, like very open to having gay people there. But I don't think there, I don't think it was strictly maybe, a gay bar. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's like the gay friendly exclusively bar. Exclusively gay, but like people obviously probably like that are judgy or whatever, probably look down upon somebody going there if you're straight. Uh-huh. Like if you're in the Rust and Rants group. Yeah. Yeah, Rust and Rants. <laughs> oh my god. Which that was another whole thing. Like I was so annoyed with that because it was like I feel I guess that's why I kind of like the episode because these people all came together and they're just like these bitches are like on Facebook talking shit about us. <laughs> and then they then you know those people are gonna watch and just see it not bothering them at all. So then they'll just feel really dumb. Yeah, and it's like, it's just people having a good time. And if you want to be a sourpuss about it, then you can be that in your fucking terribly decorated living room. Yes. Also, I forgot to talk about, because I liked Jose's drag name, Kiwi-licious. Oh, yeah, that was a fun name. It's like immediately made me think of like a um, Kool-Aid squeeze-it or something. <laughs> yeah, and I forgot Mario's name, but I thought it was really funny. Like, it was a really good name. Oh, I... I can't I recall. Can't, I don't remember right either. 
I can't remember if I if I think about it, you know, we'll tweet it. But yeah, Mario had a great uh, drag name also. So um, yeah, so to continue Stacy's story, um, we move on to his performance. And there he is sort of like playing like, I guess, sort of a firefighter theme, but um, is, you know, has a large afro, the big beard, um, lots of red glitter in the beard and the hair and this like really cool sort of like breathing mask yeah it was very um very that like superhero vibe super villain maybe um i was i was really curious who they were blowing the glitter on and that shot um when they were showing the girls get ready somebody was blowing red glitter i was like who is that falling on (laughs) and here it was all over um stacy here (laughs) and also bob did such a great job this week even like the pre-performance when she was um dancing pregnant or whatever oh yeah that was so (laughs) funny yeah i wanted to talk about that too because i was a little bit shocked (laughs) at seeing pregnant drag I don't know if that was, I wasn't sure if it was offensive to anybody or, or what. I don't know. The thing about drag is I don't think that Bob's performance was offensive in my opinion, just because drag is kind of like you're making life a parody. Like you're performing, especially if you're a comedy queen, like you're viewing through that parody lens where you're going to make it funny. You're going to make it comical and nobody was expecting it. I was like, why is Bob wearing this cupcake ass dress? Just <laughs> yeah. like gyrating up here. And then, whoa, reveal she's <laughs> actually preggers. Yeah. So I, th- I think something like that is meant to shake up a, a place like Reston because drag is just, yeah. it's the ha ha of it all. Like we're just having a good time and laughing about it. Cause I was also trying to figure out if it was a commentary on like being pregnant in the South oh. sort of situation, you know, Bob being a black queen. I don't know. It might be just me reading into it too much, but I mean, maybe we'd have to go back and look at the, listen to the song and the lyrics. I mean, you might be onto something. Yeah. That Fergie song. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But, uh, but no, yeah, so Bob's perform. Bob started the show, so Bob did that really great pregnant drag. It was, it was really good. Um, really cute dancers. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then uh, back to Stacy. So, yeah, so they're having this – they had a really great performance. So um, Stacy was sort of a little bit more, I guess, reserved also. Like, I think um, a lot of the performers, except for what we're going to get to next, were, were kind of reserved in their performances. Um yeah, I don't know. I guess that's just about it. Like, I kind of was wanting a little bit more from Stacy, but I think that he tried his best. Yeah, and see, we can't, like, come down on these girls. Like, we're watching a season of Drag Race, and I <laughs> say girls fully knowing that Stacy is a hetero man. Um, you know how we do on this podcast. Um, but I think a lot of that is nerves. Like, a lot of the times, they're just trying to make sure they can remember the moves. And they might forget their face and like they need to be serving cheer slash drag face throughout the performance and lip syncing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you could tell that Stacy was just getting through a girl. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, it was good enough that Bob like put her in like this awesome like superhero like corset type thing. So as long as you can show up and just like, I don't know move your feet back and forth. It's yes. fine. <laughs> Stacy probably didn't even need to tuck in that outfit. Right. Yeah. 
So then we move on to the last story, and this is with Lynn, and she's being mentored by Eureka. Um, Lynn is, um, I guess I would say, an, an older woman, no judgment, but she is an older woman, like badass. She rode a motorcycle until she was in an accident, which actually ripped off her right leg and arm. Um, and she wears prosthetics and she is an out and proud lesbian in this small country town. Yeah. So I, yeah, I forget which side, um, but she lost an arm and a leg and she shared some of her story and how that happened. Um, terrifying. I mean, I just can't imagine like you're just out riding and someone hits you head on, especially like on a motorcycle. I'm too clumsy to attempt anything with just two wheels with the motor. But I mean, Lynn was out there just minding her business and this happened to her. So it's like relearning to live and function all over again. Yeah, it was, she's, I loved her story. She's such a strong person. Like seeing her, I was telling Jamal, just like seeing her like daily routine, getting up and getting ready for the morning. I'm just like, it makes you just realize, damn, like I'm so thankful because like, like that's not easy. And for her to like rebound from that accident and actually like be able to walk and live her daily life, go to work every day. Like that's not something to just like, I don't know, you like make light of. So I just, I don't know for me, that story was so like empowering yeah, I, I really agree, and that's why I wanted to talk about this one last, because this was also my favorite story. Um, I thought it was really cute. Like, through this accident, Lynn met her partner, and now, like, and it was just really, like, kind of what Sony was saying about the routine. It was really beautiful to see her partner being so, like, helpful and supportive of getting her through it and helping her out. Yeah, what a fairy tale, because I'm sure that's the last thing you're expecting, especially if you're in a recovery bed and you're just coming to terms with not having a leg and an arm anymore, you know, hands or feet anymore. And then you meet the person of your life. Right. And that's like, not to like go too deep of a rant, but like the whole like marriage equality thing, like this is like a fucking prime example. Like you're going to tell me like her like partner doesn't deserve equal fucking rights and deserve to be married. Like they're in it together and they care and love about each other. And she takes care of her every fucking day. So if you're like this religious person that's being like on the Rustin rants or whatever the fuck it is, like maybe you should like watch the episode and realize, Hey, these are normal people too. And they all have their own personal struggles that they're going through. And everyone needs a partner, right? Like, like shit like this is like, like real right like this is normal everyday person shit that she's going through and to, for you to say that she's not somebody like de- that she doesn't deserve somebody in her life is like complete bullshit <laughs> yeah fuck that right and, and also my parents raised me right not to like make fun of like people that are handicapped or things right. like that too so that's like go that's really low for them to like be on rust and rants like shit talking lynn Yeah, and people like that, I mean, we've said it, like, on the last episode, I'm pretty sure, about something else. People are just fucking bored. Like, people have nothing better to do but to get online and look at a picture 
a meme, you know, a picture with three words on it and call it news <laughs> and take it as news right. or the gospel. And that's all they know. And meanwhile, they're missing out on such a good time that is um, the queer bubble over here. Like people just minding their business, being who they are. But, you know, that's why people like that have wrinkles. So Right. And look at everyone in this, uh, what was it, the Sundown Bar? Sundown. Sun. Yeah, everyone at the sundown, look at everyone in there having fun. That place was packed to the brim. Everyone was living their lives. And I mean, I don't want to gloss over because I think that Lynn's performance was really important and incredible because she chose to uh, do drag as a drag king. Yeah, I will never forget when I flew out. I was living back in Alaska at the time and I met some friends in San Francisco for Pride. Um, shout out to Skylar and Corey. Um, the first thing we did was go to a drag king show and it was so fun. Um, I had never been to a drag king show and I just loved, loved, loved that Landon Siders was the one helping get her look and concept mm-hmm. together behind the scenes from Dragula. Yes, current reigning from Dragula. Yes. Landon Sider is such a sickening drag performer, regardless of sex or gender. Like, it doesn't matter that she's a drag king uh, or, you know, that is performing as a drag king because Landon is just... The looks are incredible that Landon does. Next level. And I think it really, really translates to Lynn's look, too, because I see a little bit of Landon's aesthetic in in Lynn. Oh, yeah. You could feel the fierceness. And I also love that Lynn decided to wear the boots that she actually was in the accident in. And that meant that she had to learn how to walk in a new leg piece because she'd mentioned early on when we got to know Lynn that she could not wear the boots because you had to have a special piece to fit into the shoe with the heel. So I thought that was a big deal to see her on stage dancing with Eureka in those boots. Yeah, I loved it because Eureka was still the, the queen and then Lynn's the king yeah. and they were doing cute little, <laughs> uh, you know, performance. It was another story, you know, kind of telling Lynn's story with the accident and then overcoming it. Mm-hmm. So that was really a great performance. I love that one so much. And I really think that if I asked you this week, did you guys see who the special new talent behind the scenes was? Yes. Oh, my god. Did gosh. you see her? Who was it? I remember <laughs> seeing them. No, I missed it. Who was it? Well, I just meant from last week. Layla. Because you guys. Yeah. Oh, Layla yeah. Time. Yeah. Layla was very much in a lot of these, a lot of scenes. It was um, not as short this week. Yeah, it really was like a like a blink and you miss it situation last <laughs> week. So this week, you really got to see Layla in action, and I loved it. Yeah, it was, yeah I think those behind-the-scenes moments are so cute. Yes. All right, you guys. Well, I think we made it to the end of our We're Here discussion. One more episode to go next week. I think that's uh, all we'll be discussing next week in the Thursday show. Who knows? RuPaul might have something else planned. Oh, gosh. (laughs) We'll see. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, so yeah. So, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. 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 (laughs)